This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is the Primal Podcast. At Primal, hunting is more than just a hobby. It's a way of life. And whether you're an expert or just getting started, Primal can help make you a better hunter. Now, here's your host, Mike Avery. Welcome to another edition of the Primal Podcast. Yes, my name is Mike Avery, and I'm here every month talking about, well, yeah, the primal tree stands, their products, their how to use their gear, how to be a more effective hunter using primal products and gear. But what I really look forward to is talking with the people who use primal, the people who are out there day in and day out, season after season, and, and putting the gear to work. This time around, though, it's a real pleasure Talking with a guy who is an absolute icon in the outdoor industry, the hunting world. His name is David Blanton. You know David. You know him from Realtree. His years on the air there with Realtree is the number of big bucks he's taken over the years, the way he loves to share his knowledge and information with the rest of us. And he's with us now on the phone line to talk more. David, it's a real pleasure to have you along with us. How are you? Mike, as I'm, I'm great, but as always, you you uh, you put me, you, you blow my head up, and I don't deserve it. But you're always so kind, and I appreciate the kind words. Uh, uh, but no, it's a pleasure to be here speaking with you today. Well, how can you say that you don't deserve it, though? I, I, it's truly and, and sincerely, you you are a, a name that everybody in the deer hunting world knows and you have been for many many years well i've i say i don't deserve it uh because it's not of my doing i've been so blessed by god above 
and I give him the glory because I I would not be in this position if it weren't for not if it weren't for his plan. And um, I'm so blessed to do what I do. I'm thankful that he he allowed me to cross paths with Bill Jordan thirty something years ago, and Bill had faith in me to to hire me, and then and then. Um, to to be in front of the camera after about five years of running camera and i'm just so thankful for that and um i just consider myself mike to be so to, to basically have the greatest job in in the world I'm, I'm so incredibly blessed so did you come on board then originally as a as a camera guy yes yeah, so i met bill i had a sporting goods store a very small uh hunting and fishing store in LaGrange, Georgia, where I still live today. And it's about 50 miles north of Columbus, Georgia, where the Realtree offices are and where Bill is from. And I had a very small store, and and I actually became, uh, in 87, I was one of Bill's first local dealers that sold the original Realtree pattern. And and I, I met Bill through a mutual friend, uh, who was in a hunting lease with Bill, and, and one evening we we met and we kind of hit it off. Well, my partner and I in our little store, we were doing a, I wouldn't call it a hunting show because back then there weren't any hunting TV shows. We were doing basically a video upload for our local cable system every week just as a fish report, a game report. And we really enjoyed it, and we branched out and, and developed out of that a a, a very very um, uh, how would you say a very a plain uh, hunting and fishing show. And we started airing in Columbus, Georgia, on Sunday mornings on their NBC affiliate. And and Bill saw the show, and and he was intrigued. And at that time, Bill, being the entrepreneur that he is. The wheels were already turning in his head about how to brand Realtree. How is Realtree going to make it? How is Realtree going to make a difference? And uh, he's Bill decided in in, in 1990, uh, Realtree needs a, a show. And so he had seen our show. I was the cameraman, the editor, and the host of that show, and and Bill hired me on, and I was the cameraman and the editor for Realtree. Well, at first it was Monster Bucks. We could not get on air on TNN, the old national network. You may remember that back in the day. Um, But Jackie Bushman had gotten on there with the Buckmaster show, and since we sponsored Jackie and still do to this day, Bill said we need to be on TNN or Basically, that was the only place to really watch hunting shows on a national level. I think WGN in Chicago had a couple, but um, but TNN, Mike, this is so interesting. Back in the day, TNN, they didn't know if the whole hunting thing on TV was going to fly. They didn't know. And so it took... A few years to actually get the green light, the go ahead for TNN, and and but before then, as I'd gone to work for Bill, you know that was a little roadblock we had. But Bill said, "You know what we're going to do? We're going to film hunts, and we're going to put them on a video, VHS, and we're going to sell them, and we're going to sell them at first in Walmart, and we're not going to sell them for forty or fifty bucks a, a pop like that they were going for back then." Bill said, "We're going to sell them for fourteen ninety five." Uh, 
we'll sell them to Walmart for $8. They can make their margins, and we'll sell a lot more that way to to brand the Realtree name. And that was the beginning of, of Monster Bucks. And so for a few years, we concentrated on, on Monster Bucks in North America. And then we got the green light from TNN, and, and we, we started Realtree Outdoors in 1993. And for the first three or four years, I was the uh, editor and cameraman for Realtree Outdoors in, in its original state. Wow. <laughs> That's a great story. Wow. It, it's a great story. And, and, and if you really want to get interesting, the first two years, Bill pitched it to Walmart because Walmart back then was when the Walton family ran it. It was a family-owned business, believe it or not. They they they, they love Bill. They love Realtree because it sold very well in all their stores. Uh, but they told Bill the first two years, they said, Bill, we'll, we'll take the the, the – the, the video in the VHS video in, and we'll try to sell it. So the first two years, basically Bill had to put those videos in Walmart on consignment, uh, and did not know if they would sell. And of course they flew off the shelves and then the rest is history. Well, yeah, the rest is history. And, and, and it is, and you look at what real tree became and what the concept of, of I'll call it television deer hunting became, and you and you look at the world of outdoor television today, David. It doesn't look anything like it did when you guys started it. What thirty some no. years ago? No, as a matter of fact, the the quality of the productions, not only the the equipment that we use now is far superior than what was even available back then. You know, now everybody shoots up in 4K. Back then, we were lugging around these 25-pound beta cameras. Uh, the quality of the equipment is, is off the chart. Incredible clarity and, and resolution. But, Mike, to be honest with you, we are living in the golden age of deer hunting because of management and, and year-round food sources provided for deer across the country. And it's incredible the size of the bucks that are taken now on so many awesome shows on TV. Uh, it's, it, like I remember back in the first volume of Monster Bucks, if somebody killed a 130-inch deer, it was like, okay, put that deer on the cover. <laughs> and then after about 10 years of that, it was like 130-inch deer may not even make the final cut because the deer are bigger, the, the quality of the productions are better, the hosts are better. It's amazing to see that the... the, the the development of, of all this and to be a part of that from from start to, to now has been incredible. This is the Primal Tree Stands podcast. If you would like to learn more about Primal Tree Stands, check out the website primaltreestand.com. That's primaltreestand.com. We're talking with David Blanton, um, again, an icon in the hunting world, an icon, a pioneer in the world of outdoor television. You can learn more about him at the website realtree.com. David, I I find this this conversation fascinating. Let me let me throw out a and and 
I'm sorry to even bring this up. Uh, let's just say I'm playing devil's advocate. Sure. Has have the way has the way that outdoor television has evolved, and it's common now to turn on the TV and see hunters taking monster bucks, trophy bucks. Has it in some way though created unrealistic expectations? for the average hunter who goes out to state land or out to the back 40 and doesn't see what you guys are killing on TV? Yes, Mike, to answer your question, that there have been some concerns along the way, not just by me, but other people in the industry. Um, as, we venture in, as, as we ventured into this management across the, the country, um, even states, even like here in Georgia, for example, started uh, declaring counties trophy managed county, meaning there was a uh, there was a minimum buck that you could shoot. Well, right off the bat, I, and we had been doing this for several years at Realtree, right off the bat, I, I said to the, our folks, I said, wait a minute, this is not great because if you – we're trying to take kids and youth and first-time hunters into the woods, a, a youth or an adult, first-time hunter. If a, if a buck walks out that does not meet the county's restrictions, that buck is deemed to be not uh, legal to shoot. I said, how do you take a child out or a first-time hunter and tell them that that eight point that's two and a half years old, you can't shoot because he's not wide enough or he or he's a seven point. It doesn't have four on, on both sides. So that that was one drawback. And and to answer your question to a larger degree, um I I have watched the mentality where where people unfairly judge other hunters, if they shoot a deer on their property, it's three and a half years old. That's a hundred twenty inch eight point. They get judged because they didn't give that deer two more years, and that that drives me up a wall because okay, well, it's not your property, and it's not your buck you're hunting, and it's not your standard. It's not the bar you set, but it's okay for other people to have different standards. And I think that's what you're getting at is we tend to want to hold everybody to the same trophy standard now. And it's, it's, it's unfair, but also people to your point have become, they have unreasonable expectations, as you put it, where they may hunt different parts of the country might grow different whitetails. There are different subspecies of the whitetail. The whitetail in southern Alabama, mature, a mature great buck in southern Alabama is 115 inches. Okay, well, right up the road in, in Mississippi on the Delta, a great buck is 180 inches. It's because it's a different subspecies of the whitetail. They're not all the same. Um, so people, they get hung up on size and I, and the, the, the hunter who has hunted just as hard as anybody else. And he shot a 
three and a half year old, 125 inch deer on his on his lease in, let's say, northern Alabama, North Carolina, they don't get applauded like the hunter who lives and hunts in the Midwest, like Iowa, or Illinois, or Kansas. And and I think that's been kind of people just need to be more aware of that. You know what I'm saying? I, I do, and I appreciate you saying that. And I I've been saying for a while now that I think. To your point of, of shaming other hunters, I think we've got to be very careful about this because, David, as you know probably better than I, there are, there are so many groups and people outside of our hunting community who don't understand what it is that we do and they want to take it away from us. The last thing in the world I think we want to do is infighting among ourselves and make, make us an easier target for those of us who want to take this away. Yes. Hundred percent agree, and and uh, and the the other thing too is um, we've got to support one another, as you said. Um, I know that I personally, Mike, the last few years, and Michael Waddell and I were talking about this the other day. I have come back around full circle now to depending on where I'm hunting if it's a mature animal regardless of of, of what their antler size is I'm going to be more prone to shoot just a good representative of the species now more so than I would have been four or five eight years ago because there's val as far as I'm concerned, there's value in the viewers seeing my excitement over harvesting an animal and and not making it just about the score or the antlers. And so I kind of I've kind of set out on that path, so to speak, just because I think it's important. I think it's great. But but what's even better is when people will see my reaction and they know that genuinely I'm very excited that I just shot that animal. You know, I'm not I'm not apologizing that, oh, it was last day. I needed to punch my tag. Uh, he'll do. No, I'm excited for the hunt. Well said from David Blanton, and on that note, we'll take a break here on the Primal Tree Stands podcast. Again, one more time, this is the Primal Tree Stands podcast. If you would like to learn more about Primal Tree Stands, check out the website, primaltreestands.com. That's primaltreestands.com. And if you want to learn uh, learn more about David Blanton and a real tree, check out their website, realtree.com. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Do you want to save money on great hunting gear? Head to the Primal Tree Stands website and use my promo code Avery. You know I love that Primal Wraith 270 see-through ground blind, and their new Breeze blind is a great option too. For tree stand hunters, check out the snap sticks, rip rails, or grip stick climbing sticks. And to make your time in the stand as safe as possible, take a look at the descender. That slowly lowers you to the ground in case of a fall. All of these products and more are available on Primal Tree Stands. 
AvryFans.com. Just use the promo code Avery at checkout and get a great discount, including my favorite, the Wraith See-Through Blind for less than $200. That's right, one of the most popular see-through ground blinds on the market at a price you can't beat anywhere. Again, go to PrimalTreeStands.com and use the promo code Avery to get big discounts on everything on the website, including that Wraith ground blind for less than $200. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the Primal Podcast. My name is Mike Avery. This time around, talking with David Blanton as we talk about the early days of uh, outdoor television, as we talk about how people have uh, how we've changed the way we look at deer hunting, trophy deer hunting, David. How is your fall season going, by the way? You know, Mike, it's, 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 it's very interesting. Uh, I'm actually having one of the slower fall seasons I've had in quite a while. Um, I've been so fortunate the past several years to just have, you know, success pretty much uh, m- most of the places I've been. This fall has, has been a little bit different, um, just different obstacles that we've run into weather-wise, obviously, is probably the biggest. Uh, uh, too windy or too warm, the wrong wind directions, uh, things like that. It, it's been a slower-than-normal uh, fall for, for me, uh, but that's okay because I realize you know what? It is what it is. You, you can't, you can't ch- change it. And, and I'm so, it's a great feeling to be, I was talking to somebody the other day. It's a great feeling to be able to have that mindset. Um, several years ago, I'd probably be pulling my hair out going, <laughs> if I don't, if I, if I don't kill a big deer, I, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do, but now it's just like, okay, it is what it is. Uh, we, we give it our best shot and, uh, uh, but between, I, I shot a nice deer in Wyoming to start the season, the first week of September in the Black Hills of 7J Outfitters, uh, went to Nebraska, actually missed a deer at 51 yards, just shot under him. Um, then I went on an elk hunt in New Mexico and had the most incredible elk hunt out there on public ground. And never drew my bow back, but it was an incredible hunt. We were in them every day. And at the end of the hunt, I go, you know what? I have, I've had so much fun. We've been, we've been in them every day, heard so much bugling. I never drew my bow back. And, and, and to walk away content is kind of a weird feeling, if you know what I mean. Will you make shows out of the unsuccessful, or rephrase that, out of the elk hunt where you didn't take an animal, and when you miss the whitetail, will those be shown? 
Well, the miss is for sure. As long as if it's a good miss, shoot. People love to see a good miss, meaning the deer's not wounded or maimed or anything. And it was just a solid good miss. I actually, I actually, in my seminars, I kid around saying that because people love misses, <laughs> and, and, and we've always shown misses. because we can relate to them. Well, they can relate to it, but I tell people, I said. When I miss a deer, I miss a deer on purpose, but for your entertainment. Of course, people just get a big laugh out of that, thinking, you know. But uh, no, I do not miss deer on purpose. But uh, so the miss is for sure. The encounters you can make an episode out of if the encounters are in interesting enough to keep the attention of the viewer. And we won't know that until we start getting back and start editing episodes in in the spring. I think about the amount of pressure that's on you and and, and people at your level when you go out in the woods. I mean, even years ago when I had a show at a much, much, much lower level, I felt it. And I can't imagine what it's like – to know that you've got so much riding on every time you go into the woods, so much money, so much time, so much pressure. Does that wear on you, David? It used to, Mike. It it used to. Uh, Now, as I've gotten older and I'm on the downhill uh, slide of my career, it doesn't anymore. I, I go out there and I give it our best shot. We hunt smart and we try our best. One thing I've always prided myself on, Mike, when I go into a camp or location the last several years, I've always, I tell the camera guys, I said, this is a, a stress-free zone. We will not stress out. Uh, we won't go sit in the stand that the wind is bad or marginal. We, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we just won't. If the wind's not great, I'm not going to go in there and, and sit anyway because all that's going to do is increase the stress. We have fun. We're thankful that we we, we get paid to do what we do. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I, I, I'm past that point. But I can tell you, the TV shows or the hosts that I know, you know, even personally that are trying to gain traction in the industry and, and increase their notoriety like we all have done in the past, they feel the pressure. And I don't judge them for it because I, I've been there. I'm just thankful I'm not there now. But to answer yes, there is pressure on people to to get a show when they go to location. Is there a hunt you want to do that you haven't had a chance to yet? Yes. Uh, what I would like to do is 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 one of one of two. One, and I've never been to Africa, but I would love to go. But I would only like to go. The only animal that I really want to shoot over there, with, and it's with a bow, is a Cape buffalo. I would love to hunt a Cape buffalo with a bow and arrow. Don't know that I ever will. But the other one in the North America would be hunting the big Alaskan Yukon moose during the rut with a bow and arrow. Um, other than that, I, I you know, I've I've been so blessed to do what I've done 
to been able to hunt as much as I've hunted. But and I don't know that I'll ever do that because simply to, to be honest with you, because the, the prices of those hunts are just have gone through the roof, and I can't justify spending you know thirty five thousand dollars for a, an Alaskan Yukon moose hunt. I I can't. Uh, so I, I I could I can go. I can lay down and sleep at night completely content with what I've been able to see and do in my hunting career. That's a good feeling. Yes, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. David, since this is the Primal Tree Stands podcast, let's talk a little bit about uh, your relationship with the company and, of course, uh, Bob Ransom, the guy behind the company. Well, we've known Bob for a long, long time, and he is one, as you know, he is one of the most jovial, friendly, outgoing people you'll ever meet. Have you ever been around Bob when you wasn't smiling and joking? <laughs> Never, and, I, and, and, and he's the most energetic guy I've ever worked with, oh, too. Oh, my goodness, energetic. Well, we're so thrilled that Bob and Primal and sponsors Real Tree Outdoors and and Bob is, is amazing how he can get things done. I can say, hey, Bob, late notice, but in three weeks, I'm, I'm going to be in uh, Illinois. Is there a chance of getting a couple of primal ladder stands or some sky spies sent in? And and they'll show up. And it's it's amazing. But we, we love the product. And uh Absolutely. Those ladder stands, Mike, I'm sure you you enjoy them as much as I do, but i tell you what, right now, I can sit in one of those ladder stands. They like the dark. They're so incredibly comfortable. Yeah, and, and, and that, draw, uh, that jaw and truss system that locks oh, them into yeah. the tree. You talk about solid. It, David, as I get older, I, I get to be more and more of a chicken, and I don't like necessarily going up trees. The only way I'm going to go up a tree these days is in a ladder stand, and I agree with you. That primal stand is the best out there. Oh, it's the best, and, and that, that the jaw system is, is such a game changer to, to give it some stability, like real stability before anyone goes up the, the ladder. I mean, it's, it's on the tree, and it's, it's really become a game changer for us. David, how important is uh, how important is the gear to what you're trying to accomplish there with your shows? Well, you, you've got to have the right gear. I mean, when, even when it comes to primal, the fact that those sky spies now have the leveling capabilities uh, for trees that aren't straight because, you know, Mike, as well as I do, most of the time, you're not going to have a straight tree to hang a stand in, and, and just the leveling capability, the adjustments that you can make for that sky spy is amazing. Yeah, Bob has come up with some great products over the years, that's for sure. He's an innovator, absolutely. Like Bill Jordan, he's an innovator. Well, and, 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 and so are you, David, David Blanton. So are you. You're an innovator with what you've done in how you helped bring outdoor hunting shows to the masses and how you've helped them evolve. My hat's off to you. Well, thank you, Mike. I, and I, like I said, I am so, I'm just so blessed to have done this, you know, and uh, I'm always running into people that come up and say, hey, I just want you to know 
at our hunting camp, we've got all the monster bucks, and, and we watch them every year, and, and it's just amazing to have been a part of that. It really, really is. Well, David, congrats on your success, and thanks so much for joining us on this edition of the Primal Podcast. Mike, thank you so much. You're always the kind host, and uh, best of luck to you the remainder of the season, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, on that note, we'll wrap up this edition of the Primal Podcast. Again, uh, if you want to learn more about David Blanton, uh, listen, you already know about him. The guy has been a fixture in outdoor television for decades, but you can learn more at the website Realtree.com. That's Realtree.com. And, of course, if you want to learn more about Primal Tree Stands and all the great products they're putting out there these days, head to the website PrimalTreeStands.com. That's PrimalTreeStands.com. My name is Mike Avery. And I will talk to you next time right here on the Primal Podcast. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.